to have fun, it's time for a good time. Cash my check, clean my truck, put on my hat, forgot about work. Sun going down, head across town, pick up my baby and turn it around. Good time. Oh, I need a good time. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I like uh, the little uh, the little uh, pop there at the beginning. What Just do you mean? To wake me up. Hello. Well, it sounds like you need to be woken up. I sounds do. like I need to be woken up. Sounds like we all need to be woken up. So if you're listening to Say What You Mean today, wake the up, baby. You're drinking Monster, dude. You should get a Monster tattoo. Dude, I, sh- I should get the monster hat. Mm, you know what? And then uh, f- like a fox dirt bike racing. Oh, gross. Uh, shirt, even though I've never rode dirt bikes in my life. You should get a monster decal and put it on your car. Change And legally change my name to Kyle. I think Jake fits. J- oh, Jane. <laughs> yeah. There's, I wasn't aware of this, but apparently like there's a big... Apparently J-Names is a red flag for women. I mean, because guys with J's with a J. What about Jeff? Well, I mean, I I think if your name started with a J, if it was actually spelled like it was supposed to. I'll tell you right now, I'm a big red flag. (laughs) (laughs) But your name, you are a G. Regardless of the G or the J, dude. (sighs) Woosa, dude, relax, chill, Zen. We're feeling good. We got the mics hot. Yeah, we're here. I made it. You did make traffic it. Traffic was miserable. Yeah, it was. It, it traffic was is. so bad on every freeway. It yeah. had me take I five mm-hmm. to Killingsworth. Get off. And then took Killingsworth all the way to two hundred five. Uh huh. And then um, got on two hundred five. It took me almost an hour to get. By the time I left, but it took me over an hour to get here today. Holy crap! What I started doing sometimes. Not that anybody cares about this, but I'll get on Sandy and just ride it all the way to the to east mm. towards uh, two hundred five and hop on right there. It's kind of at least I'm moving. Yeah. That's all I care about. It could take the same amount of time, but if I feel like I'm moving mm-hmm. and not just stop and go, I hate that. That's what it is. Plus, there's always bumper uh, uh, f- uh, fender benders, and people drive like trash, dude. I'm not about I, it. I don't know what uh, uh, Kylie pointed this out to me, but okay. apparently there has been a insanely high number of traffic fatalities in the state of Washington this year and last year. Apparently, up by a significant margin, dude. There was 550 uh-huh. died. People died in traffic. What's uh, normal in, or average, like, like prior two, to like the surge? Two hundred less double mm-hmm. like close to double so what is your hypothesis of the cause well you know i wanted to blame the amount of californians that have oh, relocated i like here. that i like that but i don't think that's what it is mm, what do you think it is dude i'm blaming a lot on the pandemic just people just uh st- stop giving a the, shit yes impatient on every element and point of their life Nobody cares about anything at all or anyone ever. Nobody wants to wait for anything for anymore. That's Mm-mm. for sure. Yeah. You made me wait two years. I'm not waiting a single second for anything ever. Mm-hmm. That I just, I, I, what was I talking about last week about being the result of a pandemic? Uh, 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 I mean, this this vacation uh, YOLO attitude that people are having, take, getting naked on mountaintops and etching their names in the Coliseum and like driving like lunatics. I just, 
Getting naked on mountaintops. Yeah, I brought that up. The guy was like pulling his pants down on a sacred ma- mountaintop oh, and then yeah, had a selfie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there's a massive surge in selfishness. Mm. Massive. Yeah. I would be interested to see this kind of goes into something I was going to bring up, but like these wildfires in Maui. Mm. I would be really interested to see in like how much like people rally to like give to help aid the island Mm -hmm. because I feel like everyone's a selfish piece of crap. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, everybody's sharing their pictures of when they were at at Maui. If you're sharing and you're not donating, then I don't care about (laughs) your stupid pictures. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the, the posting the picture after, like, this, I was just there, is, like, kind of making the the thing ab- about you just a little bit? Yeah. Just a little bit? I did it. You shared pictures of Maui? Yeah, of me there. When, like, after the, the news broke of... Yeah, I said praying for paradise, and there's a picture of us by that, um, that bun- bun- bunion, whatever the tree is. Oh, the tree that, uh, yeah. that, that... Super old up. tree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You got something to say, bitch? I just think that, you know, it's uh, kind of being like, oh, look at me. Does it make me feel better if I say, oh, look at me? I also donated money. Did you donate? I did. Okay. Well, then, no. Then you Makes are, it a little better? You're off my shit list. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I did to the Maui Food Bank, and uh, Kyle posted about it, Kyle Toon, and I was like, you know what? That is a great... I, I, I agree with that one. I'll, I'll do that one. I yeah. think that's good. I mean, look at me. Clearly, I love food. <laughs> Well, I that's good. I'm glad I'm glad that you don't. I hope more I hope more people donated. I mean, yeah, don't just post a picture about it. Uh, dude, I started after going to Hawaii. I kind of fell in love, not in the way that you with, were with Hawaiian time. With no, I honestly don't like Hawaiian time. Everyone's too goddamn slow. Like they're very slow. I just lived through a pandemic. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> I just think that that's our culture, though. Like, we yeah, just don't, I don't like wait. I just don't like waiting when I'm driving. I'm not. I, I am not a patient driver. I'm not a patient. Driver I don't either. care if I've got all day to get there. I will go as I'll shave off three minutes mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity to do so. Absolutely. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but I don't know. I just uh, I I didn't like the. I didn't bring this up at all, but I, I'm kind of distancing myself from it. The you know the very monetized culture of like. Everyone from everywhere coming and just exploiting the paradise and then leaving. So then I was like doing a deep dive and reading this. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book, this history book that goes over the history of Hawaii, watching all these documentaries on the development of the islands, and uh, which is super interesting just in itself how those islands developed. And I was just like, okay, like I like. And then I read this article about this woman who was like, I moved to hawaii and then just felt really bad about myself and the lesson of the article was that she realized how exploitive exploited what how do you say that i don't know they were exploiting Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone is exploiting the island and she felt like that and just kind of like exploitative 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 (laughs) exploitative i don't like how you're saying it i'm not gonna say it like that exploitative (laughs) That's better. Um, And then she's talking about, like, you know, the natives and blah, 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 and how I felt bad. And I was thinking, she was from Florida. And I'm like, 
Mm, you you think there's no natives there? Can't trust those Floridians. But you don't think there's no natives there that you stole the that people stole the land from? I mean, anywhere you go on the exactly. earth, you stole land. So th- the point of the article was annoying to me because it's like, so you feel bad. Yeah, Why? and then and then wrote an article about it. That's some very like, uh, what's it called? That is some virtue, virtue signaling. Virtue yes. signaling. that is gross. Yeah, that that's is what I did. On so like, the what was you donated you, to Maui? <laughs> you wrote that just to feel better about yourself, and then to get people to be no, like, "No, she did it to spread the word." Oh, I'm sure she did. <laughs> um, which is probably why she 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 probably received monetization off of that writing article. the article. And you know, it would have been great if she had then taken the the benefits from that uh, she got from that article and donated it to. Uh, like I don't know Hawaiian Native Cultural Centers yeah. or something like that. Yeah, who are fighting to maintain. Well, Hawaiian she volunteered culture. on a farm, a Native uh, Hawaiian farm, while well, she lived there. Good for her. Well, so I mean, I mean that's more than probably <laughs> most people do. Absolutely, but I hope that it was for the right reasons. But who am I to judge? Yeah, but anyways, people suck and they're all selfish, and I don't. They do really suck. I I think the plight of the Hawaiians is far more than I think some other places. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not. That I'm thinking about it, but especially Hawaii mm-hmm. got really screwed. Yeah, like truly screwed. Yeah, and um, like they never asked to become a state. Yeah, and then we were just like, "But you're a state now." Mine, <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Uh, Kamehameha. Uh, talking about one, two, or three. I don't remember honestly. I who was in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Late 1800s, mm-hmm. two. Two. Talking about him adopting um, just these Western, uh, just monetizing by uh, monetizing the ports by using these Western methods. Like, hey, if you want help guided through the reef to get into this port, you got to pay me for it. If you want to keep your ship here, you got to pay me for mm-hmm. it. And those were just all the ad- adaptations that he was learning yeah. from the Europeans and just putting yeah, it into place. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's weird is that, um, I mean, uh, Hawaii had... Uh, contact with a uh, first mm. with the British um, was like the first to really set up shop yes. there. But by far and away, the relationship between the British and the native Hawaiians mm-hmm. was f- far more. And this is a rarity for British <laughs> imperialism and mm-hmm. colonialism, but was actually far more mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, the i mean you could argue one way or the other but like kamehameha one used uh a lot of tactics that he used that he got from uh british Mm -hmm. troops to help consolidate hawaii into the islands consolidate power um that was under his rule i was reading most recently about that and just his ability to use even british men to help Mm -hmm like ne- help get the others to meet to negotiate because mm-hmm. it was kind of like gnarly culture of like like uh uh uh, uh sacrifice and stuff mm-hmm. wild yeah i mean and uh the british didn't force um the native hawaiians to adopt their culture or their mm-hmm. government very mm-hmm. much so the because the british um the the british specifically the, the British that were located that made contact and then built like settlements in, in Hawaii mm-hmm. were not really crown like government crown mm-hmm. 
um, government officials. They were purely from the Hudson's Bay Company or other mercantile Mm -hmm. um, businesses. So it was clearly an economic relationship. Mm -hmm. So they they didn't really have much of as long as there was like a mutual benefit from Mm -hmm. Kamehameha's government and the uh, business interests Mm -hmm. of the Hudson's Bay Company, there truly wasn't really like friction between mm-hmm. the two because mm-hmm. it was mutually beneficial it wasn't until the uh the methodist missionary showed up mm-hmm. uh, late in the uh around 1850s that mm-hmm. things started really turning I'm not there yet in this um, book yeah the methodist missionary started forced con- for forced conversions mm-hmm. um they were able to get the royal family to convert mm-hmm. and then f- um and then wow that trickles down to forcing um once they got the because the ruling class saw the benefits of an organized religion to yeah. control at their own power. Yeah. They didn't see it. I, I don't, there wasn't much evidence, mm-hmm. uh, written evidence that the, the, the ruling class was particularly, uh, I don't know. They re- were true believers in the sense, but they saw Christianity as mm-hmm. a way to further consolidate their power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then that just ultimately started the, the kind of the decline of, Hawaiian native Hawaiian culture, uh, yeah, like uh, it's like a monarchy. Yeah, and then once say. the United States roll in, mm-hmm. and that's when you really start to see massive exploits, like yeah. massive exploitation. Yeah, uh, government encouraged mm-hmm. business and exploitation. Yeah, because I mean, you had large, large companies that were being backed by the U.S. government mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with interests that the United States government saw. Um, saw the their the corporate interests and government interests as being aligned mm-hmm. so the government put a lot of effort into like the the dole pineapple company mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. others to um really transform hawaii mm-hmm. it's government um to the benefit of the united states i was reading about some of the violence that like was happening between um just for power the struggle for power um from the leadership in mm-hmm. Hawaii, um, the native leadership, and then uh, there was talking. There was talk about like um, one family, and they were all murdered. <laughs> and this young kid, like, joined, like, hopped onto a British ship and left with them. And that got me thinking about like your paper and your research as far as coming here to the Pacific Northwest. And you said, I believe that there was quite a bit of a uh, Hawaiian population here. Uh, quite yeah. At at, at its height. The Hudson's Bay Company had 750 Hawaiians mm-hmm. um, on uh, on on their books for mm-hmm. like paid um, paid employees, right? Right. And ni- and that would have been in the eighteen early eighteen forties. Okay. Did you ever find out like was there ever evidence or sh- sh- anything showing like what encouraged them? Was it just opportunity for work and to, yeah, to earn? So um, under Kamehameha and just um, traditional Hawaiian mm-hmm. um, Hawaiian government structure, it's a it was a uh, rule. It was basically rulers and then everybody else. Yeah. So there was very little, if any, social and economic mobility mm-hmm. within Hawaii. Mm. So the what uh, what the Hudson's Bay Company offered was a way for people who weren't of the mm. aristocracy yeah. of the ruling class, which is a very small knit group right. of you know family, um, 
basically offering men uh, who otherwise would not have an opportunity to uh, an opportunity to gain better economic status mm-hmm. uh, used the 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 globe the like the regional like the I don't know the the Pacific Trade Network mm-hmm. that was set up be- the Triangle Trade Network that was set up between um, Northwest fur expo- mm-hmm. uh, for fur exploitation um, for fur experts. Uh, but also the other, all the other things that the the Hudson's Bay Company was doing in the Pacific Northwest, right. uh, Hawaii as a hub for um, the transporting of goods, mm-hmm. and then uh, China, which mm-hmm. was the kind of the, the seller's market. Right, right. So they people who would over, who would otherwise not have any sort of economic opportunity mm. helped kind of take advantage of the fledging uh, economy that mm-hmm. was growing with um european right. um presence so that was one that was one like push factor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, another pull factor was um just uh from what i read in, in looking at his uh, archaeological evidence that others who had wrote on this topic in the past is that in so much uh in in kind of typical hawaiian or islander culture that this idea of you know exploring and pushing out beyond the uh, mm. uh beyond their their homeland to, right, to right. explore and settle yeah, other yeah, areas yeah. and so the opportunity to oh. get on ships and go explore and settle right. other areas they were voyagers <laughs> i mean they were <laughs> moana right yeah so i mean but really that that's not an inaccurate representation right, of, right. of islander culture yeah, polynesian, polynesian culture yeah. polynesian culture so the uh that was that was that was a lot of it too. So an economic advantage, mm-hmm. an economic opportunity, right? Um, and then also uh, just the, their kind of own ideas of the world mm-hmm. um, and how they see themselves, how they see themselves as Hawaiians within their within their within the world, like mm-hmm. their god, like uh, their traditional gods and their traditional culture of exploring mm-hmm. and seafaring. Uh, they were. They were invaluable uh, employees to the mm. Hudson's Bay Company early on, especially with the the navigating the the treacherous waters of the yeah. uh, of the mouth of the Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like uh, in terms of like all of the getting the getting the ships through uh, uh, you know through Astoria and mm-hmm. into the Columbia or in other um, and then other like uh, really more labor intensive. Um, uh, jobs mm-hmm. they were also hired as security uh, because of their kind of their warrior ethic mm-hmm. um, they were hired as security on the snake river like on multiple expeditions but especially with uh, peter s ogden of the northwest for for company mm-hmm. exploring the whole um snake river and the charting he had his primary uh security were hired hawaiians mm-hmm. um from um native american attacks on the on the uh, oh, on the, explore, wow. on the ex- exploration yeah. of the snake river um so there's there is so much there isn't i wouldn't shouldn't say so much but there is a lot of hawaiian influence in in naming mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, one of the biggest uh know one of the bigger rivers in uh southeastern oregon which mm-hmm. was part of the snake river expedition is called the uh the owyhee river um, that was how the British early on kind of phonetically s- spelled oh, Hawaii. Oh, interesting. Hawaii, O W Y E E. Oh. Hawaii. 
god. Uh, yeah. And uh, in a lot of, in also any like, um, there's. If you go to uh, Fort Vancouver, mm-hmm. you'll see Kanaka Village. Mm-hmm. Kanaka was, for whatever reason, the kind of the name that the Hudson's Bay Company gave to a lot of, like they called Hawaiians, were Kanakas. Mm. And uh, Hawaiian, the Hawaiians that were that chose to stay and settle in the Northwest after their contracts were done with the Hudson's Bay Company, and they mm-hmm. decided not to re-up. They would settle in the Northwest um, and live, you know, live um, in the village next to uh, Fort Vancouver. They would mm-hmm. purchase land. They would landowners uh, a lot of times married in with the native population because mm. so much of the Pacific Northwest ethos of of Pacific Northwest um, natives, uh, native Pacific Northwest like Indian tribes. Uh, intermarriage was a huge way of building connection. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there was before the Hawaiians, the the French, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the French Canadian fur trappers, yeah. when they left service with the, uh, the Hudson's Bay Company, settled the middle uh, ground. <laughs> yeah, right. They <laughs> they settled in the land. They were some of the first to settle in the Willamette mm-hmm. Valley and have these kind of mixed uh, these mixed societies between um, between native and and uh, Anglo. Um, or European mm-hmm. ancestry, and kind of the 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 Hawaiians kind of adopted the same kind of strategy. They would, um, or same kind of lifestyle. They would intermarry with mm-hmm. very few women uh, and children uh, came or came from the came from uh, Hawaii. Hawaii and yeah. settled in the United yeah. in, in uh, what would become the United States. Most of it was um, young men mm-hmm. um, searching for economic okay. opportunity. That makes sense. So they uh, there was there was a lot of um, and then Kanaka, back to my point about Kanaka, is that that term became uh, used by the Hawaiians to denote a Hawaiian who settled in the Northwest mm-hmm. versus like Hawaiian was somebody from like who was living in Hawaii. So like they kind of used that as an identifier. They kind of adopted oh, the, the word Kanaka as an identifier term I feel like for I've themselves. Heard that term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at Kanaka Village is what uh-huh. is what is called. At, right. 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 At Fort Vancouver, I it's called. Kan- I don't. Know. I'm sure. That, I'm, I'm sure, sure I have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, there is a lot of. Um, there were Hawaiians uh, in in uh, at forts and outposts all over the Northwest, as far as as far east as Idaho, mm-hmm. as far north as Victoria, Columbia, Victoria, British Columbia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, we we have a lot of um, it's. I, I think it's a history that's really under, that's really under told and underappreciated. Yeah. But yeah, when you, um, it just I think it brings so much more into focus with our connectedness to those islands. Yeah. Even living here in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and I hope that, I don't know, maybe it makes you feel a little bit more bad about what's happening. I mean, if you don't feel bad, you're a piece of <laughs> shit. It is. So you know, being down in Lahaina, and that's where like a uh, Lahaina got completely destroyed, and walking around Lahaina. It's, it's, you know, as we've discussed, when you're on vacation with the baby, you're just parenting in a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, as somebody who adores history, who studied history, I want to stop and read every single public history sign. Mm. I want to learn about these buildings. I want to wor- learn about this place. Or you're just place. sucking up to Donna. No, I'm... Donna, I, r- I read public history. I didn't tell her that. I would never tell her mm, that. No, you wouldn't? No, I would never. I don't even like public history. Uh, no, but 
I, I do it. I oh, because I know what w- the work it takes to make those stupid signs mm-hmm. and those exhibits. So because you took a class with who? I can't remember who taught that. <laughs> it was a public history class with yeah, Donna. Gosh, it was, I think. Uh, but, you know, walking through the town, you see these, you know, I one thing I absolutely hate is architectural history. I hate it. Mm. I hate it. And there's a valid reason for that, but we won't discuss that today. Um, and But walking around, you can see the historical buildings. And I'm like, wow, I really want to know what the history is. And then I see these signs up and they have these old pictures of like what it, Lahaina used to look like and. I want to stop and read them, but I got a one-year-old who does not care to sit and wait for me to read. I have a 14-year-old who doesn't care to sit and wait for me to read every sign. I wish, I don't wish that I was there by myself or with just Jen, mm-hmm. but I wish that I had the opportunity. I could research, right, and study and do all that, but it would have been nice to see the signs and see the spaces, right? That's the point of it, sure. is to be like, holy crap, this was here. And I kind of read briefly some signs, but not enough to really understand the history, but Lahaina is referred to as one of the most historical parts of that island, and it is burnt to the ground. To the ground. And I think about these wildfires that we have up here in the Pacific North Northwest every goddamn year. And for the most part, it's in the woods and it's in the forest. And it'll affect some homes. We had a few years ago and it was really pushing towards Salem, right? And towards those houses over by Silverton and stuff. But this, the imagery of the fire and the forest fire, I'm like, all right, it's a forest fire. But seeing these buildings and these homes and these cars and it looks like a war zone it's insane it's insane and it just it hits different when you see i don't know structures being Mm -hmm. burnt and people i think 36 people have died so far yeah they confirmed six last night and Mm -hmm. then confirmed another 30 this morning yeah anyways i enjoy hawaii i enjoy hawaii history so far um and it's been really fun to learn about it and this whole you know like there's already a housing crisis on the island mm-hmm. and now people have houses burnt to the ground and have nowhere to go. I saw a push towards people postponing their vacation within the next X amount of time so that those Airbnbs can be used for people without homes. Mm, that's nice. Who knows if people act on it. I can't imagine having a vacation there next week and be like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. Like, what are you going to go do? Scuba dive and shit? <laughs> Snorkel? Yeah, I don't know. I guess you just, uh, you, you go, but you probably go somewhere else. I don't Take know. a puddle jump to, like, Kauai yeah. or Malachi yeah. or something. I mean, Malachi, I heard, is pretty just, like, farmlands. Mm. But, I mean, I heard it's still beautiful, right? Yeah. So it's Hawaii. But I don't know. I just wanted to touch on that. Donate if you can. Find, uh, there's a lot of good organizations out there. Um our world's burning, man. Dude, I don't even get me effing started because when we talked about the election, I told you that the biggest, one massive issue for me was climate. And nobody, we are not, we are unable to do anything, mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean, if you don't think that human beings play a role in this, like in the first few months of the pandemic when everything was shut down, how much the world healed in just that short amount of time how much smog lifted yeah animals were returning to areas they hadn't been in in decades 
visibility in big cities that like you could s- actually see mountain yes. ranges from major cities in Europe and throughout Southeast Asia yeah. because of the lack of pollutants in the air. Yeah. Now that wasn't obviously realistic. I know. Because we have wants and needs in a way of life that we all enjoy. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> but at the same time, man, it just makes you realize yeah. like there are stuff on the margins that we can do to help. And I think we just we get mad about everything as a fucking fight. I think light bulbs. Yeah, we were talking about that real quick before we get into fighting about light bulbs. I think maybe that's what I like so much about snow days. And maybe that's what mm-hmm. you like. We've talked about the silence that oh, comes I with snow days. I love snow days where everything just shuts down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's quiet. Dude, I thrived in the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it, dude. I didn't hate it either. Dude, I'm going to go back and listen to see if we hated it because I think we hated it. But... Well, I think I talked about hating it because <laughs> I think everybody else was talking about hating it. Yeah. And there was a time where it was like, oh, my God, am I going to die because someone sneezed? Okay, that's me? probably what we hated. Yeah. The fear but and the dude, not seeing friends and family. Once it got to the point of like, okay, we kind of know this isn't as deadly as we thought it was, yeah. but everything still shut down. Yeah. Dude, it was kind of nice. Yeah. And then it's the second you interact with a piece of shit human, you're like, lock it up again. Let's just go back. I don't want this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if i would like it'd be kind of nice to have another reset you know yeah oh yeah just let's run away and live in the forest totally kidding there's so many people who died from covid it was an awful awful pandemic and And we're not not talking about bringing covid back no it's just (laughs) i i think we can like the purge dude just have a reset it's really it's really hard to square our lifestyle with making sure that our future generations can enjoy the world in which that we enjoy. But like, why do we care about future generations? Yeah. I mean, I care about, I mean, I care about Wells. You mm-hmm. care about your foster kid and you care about Cheyenne. And I mean, yes, but like, then you the, want I don't to, know anyone after them. So who cares? I mean, if I don't know, I feel like most of past generations have always had an eye on the future and i don't know if i don't know if selfishness is the is a is a uh, key sticking point to it might be the virus our our generation yeah but there definitely doesn't seem to be a concern with anything other than what's currently in front of me yeah or what is more than 30 seconds more like more than 30 seconds in the future exactly i was thinking about on the bus today was just like why do why do I care why do I genuinely care about the future well and it, it it is it is as much about like my kids and their kids and the continued kids but like there is going to be panic and there's going to be chaos and there's going to be war and there's going to be and and as much as I care about my own kin I don't want the world to live in that or through that or have that or experience that even if I'm dead and gone. Like it's just, it's, it's not, it doesn't affect me and I could easily just say, well, not my problem, but people before us could have said the same thing, but didn't. Mm -hmm. And are we going to be the ones to, to just let it go? Yeah. 
I mean, we. I was listening to an astrophysicist mm-hmm. kind of break down how rare. Our was it Neil? It was not Neil. <laughs> it was somebody who actually is an. <laughs> did you read that Barbie post? It feels like an. No, I did not. Good. I, <laughs> I, I want you to still be uh, Team Neil. I no. With I was, that post out there, <laughs> I truly do not like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I was only doing that because he happened to agree with me on uh, aliens. The, the, on aliens, <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> the I had a uh, an, an astrophysicist yeah. who was like one of the astrophysicists that you would expect to have the to see speaking <laughs> in public. Uh, just kind of a, a real nerdy dude, right? To do what? You wouldn't expect an astrophysicist like when you look when you think of astrophysicists, yeah. you don't really think of Neil deGrasse Tyson necessarily. Okay. Yeah, um, he's like the Elvis of astrophysicists. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> when you like who just ripped off uh, better people's music uh, and other people's ideas, yeah, yeah, just regurgitated mm-hmm. them in a really like, but with the swagger, dude, but with the swag. Yeah, <laughs> no, this guy like you could definitely tell spent a lot of time alone in a lab. Oh, okay, and. He was saying, you know, we, we've explored, we've we've explored so much about uh, the the world, and there's this idea that, you know, like, by the numbers, there can't, there has to be life somewhere else in the, sure. in the universe. And he doesn't disprove that, but his point is saying, like, what gets lost in that is this understanding of what gets lost is just how rare, especially our oceans are. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else yeah. that we, no other planet that we've been able to identify in all of the observable universe mm-hmm. that we've been able to study, which admittedly is a small, per, a sure. small percentage, but it's still a lot of fucking planets <laughs> and a lot of solar systems because there's so much out there. Yeah. We're also nobody, looking back in time. Nobody which has, I wonder and how so, that and affects. what we understand about how our oceans can be created. Mm-hmm. All of the th- all of the unique situations that had to have happened in order for mm. our oceans to exist, and then for life to be able to be created in those oceans, yeah, we have not been able to identify any other planet that meets those conditions in the amount of time, or like, or have had the amount of time to be able to create those conditions. Mm-hmm. It took close to like what 3.5 billion years Mm -hmm. for our oceans to actually exist on this rock Mm -hmm. i don't know is that true it's about 3.5 billion years is that a fact that's what he said (laughs) i'm willing i mean the earth is 4.6 billion years old the universe from what we can tell based on the edges of everything and how we understand how things are moving apart by redshifts is about 13.3 billion years old and the, so it's thought that the ocean is somewhere between like mm. three to four billion mm-hmm. years old. So it's taken, took a long ass time for the water to the exist. water to exist, and then for life That's to be insane. created in that water. And we're just like dumping shit in it, literal shit, like pooping into the ocean. <laughs> I, like, dude, there was an entire. Have you the rubber? Have you like the rubber duckies? No, there was like. A decade ago, there was a whole shipment of rubber duckies that like fell into the Pacific Ocean. Well, and they've ended up all over the world because of ocean currents. Really? But it's just like tens of thousands of little like bathtub rubber duckies. I mean, that's kind of a funny little like anecdote thinking yeah. about all these little rubber duckies getting you traveling know washing, the world. Tra- traveling the world. But it's sad in the in the state that how much garbage just gets dumped into our oceans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then how much co2 is in our oceans because yeah. of how much 
pollution we're putting into the air, regardless of whether you think climate change is man-made or if it's just a cycle, regardless of how much trash and how how unlivable our like stuff that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for human influence yeah. is causing massive change to our oceans to the point where it's not livable. Measurable differences. Yes. In the pollution because of the amount of carbon dioxide yeah. that is in the ocean that is in the ocean because of how much pollutants are in the air that gets and then how much carbon dioxide is in the oceans that then hurt the oxygen content which then kills life and how much of our economy is built on ocean life yeah without ocean life dude we're we're not really fu- a functioning world yeah. I feel like I'm seeing all the time like massive deaths of like fish like all like in a whole bay just killed because of the 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 conditions of the oceans or like I feel like for a period there it's been like every week or every day was like another beach whale like dying mm-hmm. or dying because of getting like those uh, those ringed pop can things yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, plastic yeah. pop can yeah. things stuck in their blowhole yeah. and Shit like that. I mean, there's like the whole garbage patch yeah. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean yeah. that no one can do anything with. Yeah. It's just, dude, I don't know. We've talked about that garbage yeah. patch before, but read the book Garbology. It talks about the garbage patch. Did you read it? Yeah. I had oh. to read it for I had to read it for oceanography. Would you take that? At Clark. Oh, okay. I mean, that would have been kind of a cool class to take. It was cool. It makes you really appreciate the oceans and how rare they are yeah. and how everything works yeah. and how much of everything is dictated by our oceans. Yeah. No shit. Without water, we... Tides. Yeah. With how much water... River, how much rain. How much water just means everything to us as humans. Yeah. We're like, what, 70% water? Yeah. Man, How do you feel about when you when you see someone litter? Pisses me off, dude. <laughs> like, it's ha- so disgusting. I hate. I hate. There's nothing more I hate. One of the biggest pet peeves I have. Yeah. Is when you're like, I'll be on a hike. I'll be like two miles in, or like however long I'm in, and then I'll see someone has picked up dog shit with a bag. Mm-hmm. And then just left the bag with dog shit on the side of the trail. Yeah. Dude, just leave, at that point, just leave the dog shit. Yeah. It biodegrades. Yeah. You literally took something that is biodegradable, put it into something that's not biodegradable, yeah. and left it what there. What if they're biodegradable bags? They're not going to biodegrade as fast as a... I have biodegradable plastic doggy bags. Okay, we just leave them laying around? No. It's so that when I do toss them... They hopefully biodegrade in a landfill. At some point. Yeah. Yes. That's fucking tied to me, dude. Yeah, but N- in, the, but in the, mean, but in the meantime, <laughs> that biodegradable bag sits there and a raccoon or something comes along and eats the On the side of the road, yeah. On the side of the trail. I don't get it, man. What? Just leave the fucking dog shit at that point or but pack it out. I think it's bad for the environment. Or pack it out. What's pack it out mean? Put it into something and pack it out. Oh, like take it out with you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I I just litter. That is, is a, litter, that is annoying. Litter is dis- litter is disgusting. I, as a duck hunter and going onto public mm. lands, people the amount of people who leave shotgun shells, <gasps> trash, just littered all over the banks of uh, of swamps and marshes and rivers. They don't just pick. I don't like, dude. Just pick up after yourself. It yeah. takes five extra minutes, yeah. man. Just 
it's gross. I it's selfishness. My dad and I are like fiends when it comes to picking up at our That's lease. Cool. Like we. That's cool. Nothing gets left down there. Yeah. And like, why should why should the rest? Why should everything else we share this world with have to deal with our fucking mess? Yeah. Our trash, our garbage, our consequences to our cultures and habits dude it sucks that like deer mm-hmm. have to deal with our bullshit how so just we build a road through their home and oh, then we yeah, hit yeah, them yeah. with our cars yeah or we leave trash all over where they eat yeah like you don't like a messy room yeah you don't want to deal with like you've got like messy kids you come home and your kids a mess like you don't want to deal with somebody else's shit yeah think about that from an animal's perspective your their entire home is getting destroyed because of your bullshit not just them every animal out you, there you know what i you know what this is kind of might be a controversial over take. the hedge okay. i wonder if one of the one of the main reasons why we don't truly value animals oh okay and we think that they're expendable and we don't really think about them necessarily like as a whole okay. humanity doesn't really think about how our actions affect them is that because of the this idea that god made us as in his image and therefore like we are in genesis yeah. basically says that we rule over all of his other creatures hmm. and so we see ourselves as being above as being above all of the other overlords things. leviathan as being above all of these other <laughs> soulless creatures and therefore because we don't we don't see ourselves as sharing the earth yeah with these it's ours and it's, they live in it yes exactly i was going to say kind of what you're talking about them not being like conscious beings right that's sometimes how they're perceived uh i always feel like anytime you see like a uh did you watch um what was it black blackfish the uh, Sea World thing, yeah, no, I well, might have other other documentaries as well. I feel like whales um, always kind of demonstrate uh, uh, emotions or behaviors that kind of we can we can see in ourselves. Uh, a, a mother whose calf dies and like cries, like you can hear her crying in the water, and those videos are out there all over the place. And you'll get somebody post it, and everyone's real sad, and you can identify it with like, oh my god, that is so sad. And for a split second, they probably think I should, I should do something to help the oceans, and then they don't, and then they move on to the next reel. But I think there's something too, maybe identifying an animal's humanistic traits that appeal to humans who normally don't give a shit. Hmm. Like pigs, like pigs, I guess are pretty intelligent. Dolphins are pretty intelligent. And when we know this about these things, like about these beings, it's like it's you have a little more uh, uh, um, of a connection, I guess. Or you see something in them that you you wouldn't see in, say, a squirrel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any damn sense to me. I love animals. Mm-hmm. I love animals, stupid. <laughs> uh, but I feel like there might be something, too, like humans seeing these behaviors in other animals that they can identify with or these this these these demonstrations of what we perceive as emotion and they're like oh my god that animal i can relate to that animal and and now i feel bad about that animal maybe now i want to do something or now i'm vegetarian whatever it might be mm-hmm. 
I th- I wonder if um. I I just I there's so much we don't know about animal cognition, mm-hmm. and I think those the answers to some of those like questions of how much do they know, how much do they perceive, mm-hmm. how much do they feel, how much how scared are they. Mm are questions that I think <laughs> we don't want the answer to. Otherwise, how on earth could we do the things that we do to animals? 100%. Or live Sla- with ourselves. Slaughterhouses. Yeah. The industrial meat complexes. Yeah. Where literally these animals... Factory don't, farms. ...don't know anything other than like the small little box they were born into and lived their entire lives and then taken to slaughter. Yeah, breed like, and die. That's... Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But bacon tastes good, dude. It does, and I'm guilty, <laughs> and I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. This is, I got a new little segment here for everybody, and, okay, let's do it. It's called, Jeff Lopez Presents Jacob's Top Five. <laughs> Are these just my top five? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I love your takes on most things. My takes are just kind of normal. Yours might be normal too, but I want to pick them apart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the premise here is that I'm going to send you m- maybe very normal things, maybe very odd things, and I want you to number them from five to one as the worst to the best of these things. And I don't, I, I maybe it won't be every week, but I just, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a fun game to change it up a little bit, but also kind of just see uh, where your head's at on kind of mundane things or maybe mm-hmm. controversial things, or maybe, maybe you have a hot take on something that is your top five. Okay. So, and if you want me to do a top five list, uh, if you share the episode and then submit a top five, mm. I will read I will do your top five list. Regardless of what it is? Regardless of what it is. Dude, you, you know if, if Dimitri listens to this, you are going to get a top five if that he, is wildly inappropriate. If he shares <laughs> the episode, okay, then I will I will do your you top five. You hear that? You heard it here. He will do your top five if you share and submit a suggestion for a top five. Mm-hmm. So what do you have for your first ever Jeff Lopez presents Jake's top five. Well, give me your you get you sent me three, so pick okay. pick the pick one of the three, and we'll go I, and I, we'll go down. Then we'll go down the list. I want to know, Jacob. Mm-hmm. What are your top five coins? Coins. So you sent me this when I was at work, and I yeah. was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, how many coins are there out there? There's a lot. There's a lot of coins. There are a lot of coins. And I want to know your thoughts maybe on what makes them better than one another, what you hate about what is, you know, let's hear it. What do you got? Number well, five. Number five is the um, quarters with the states on them. Oh, number five. Mm-hmm. Do you, okay, okay. I Don't answer this if it is. If it is on the list, don't answer. If it isn't, then answer. But- is quarters without the states on the list? No. Okay. What is it about the states that makes it go to they're number col- five? They're collectible. One of my favorite mm. things to do when they first started making the state quarters, yeah, was that you could buy the map, do like, you have like it? a U.S. map, and then you can put the quarter of each state into the state slot. Okay. And I love collecting. things. You do love collecting, and that was one of my favorite things to do when those mm. things first came do out. Do you have all fifty? 
Uh, I did not. I gave up on it a long time ago. Jake. But that was one of. You got to catch them all. But it's so cool. I love getting quarters and seeing what state is on the mm, back. I need to do that more. How much? How like, often? Oh, that's a cool state. Big how, state fan. What's your favorite state? Coin. Isn't there one with like a buffalo? Uh, I think that's North Dakota. Mm. Uh, it's kind of cool. Like they have, I mean, different things that are really neat. Yeah. Um, I really liked back in the day. I really liked Massachusetts mm-hmm. because they had um, a minute. They had like the little Minuteman Patriot with his mm. little musket on it. I Man. thought that was kind of cool. We should look those up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Collecting yeah. the quarter states. Yes. Number four. Number four is the uh, the fifty cent piece. The big boy. The big one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they're a little too big. Mm-hmm. The real only reason why they're number four. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pro- outside of the Sacagawea dollar. Which Gold I don't, ones? Yeah. Love those. The, you like those? I hate those. So they're not even in your top five? The only reason why I hate them is because they're a dollar. Yeah. And I always, when I worked a cash register and there was always this one douche that paid with dollar Sacagaweas. Yeah. And that's so hard to drop at the end of the day, like when you're debouncing your tills and everything. Uh-huh. What are you going to do with a dollar coin? There's no like. There's so much to do. It's not really. It's not. It's not uniform, and so it kind of just fucks up everything. <laughs> it's it's useless. Just pay for the dollar bill. The fifty cent piece, yeah. however, is perfect because the fifty cent piece. You don't have anything else that is a unit. Mm-hmm. That splits between a quarter, mm-hmm. which is four to a dollar, or the dollar itself. Mm-hmm. Fifty cent piece is pretty cool because what if you had to pay for something? It's a dollar fifty. It's very useful. Mm. Or but, bacon change. But it's a little big. Yeah, it's it, a little big, mm. and it's a lot of silver. But it's kind of cool having a coin that 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 that's big. I used it's my novelty. My grandpa used to give me fifty cent pieces all the time. I don't know where he got fifty cent pieces, and I don't know where you can get those anymore. Yeah. But my grandpa on my dad's side always gave me fifty cent pieces, and I have like. A big sack full of 50 cents. You pieces. do? Mm-hmm. I think Jen has a bunch of the $1 coins. Really? Yeah, that her dad gave her. Do you know? Like, Dude, dads are weird. Have you ever had a. Wait, you said your grandpa did it? Yeah. Okay. He's See, still a dad, but he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand what the. Why? Mm-hmm. When you. Have you ever. Like. Put a five dollar bill into a vending machine, sure, and then want to change back. Yes, it gives you Sacagawea yeah. dollars. Yeah, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. Um, the uh, so no, you like it for splitting the dollar? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I like its size. I like its size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, size. yeah. It's, got heft. it's got heft too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number three, yeah, is uh, the Canadian penny. You're a masochist, dude. Why would you put that on this list? <laughs> because the Canadian penny. I love how it pisses everybody else off. Yeah, oh, okay, then that makes sense. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing more funny. My blood is boiling right than, now. Than like getting change back and having a Canadian penny that's worthless. Yeah, you actually kind of got gypped on the whole thing. <laughs> but ever <everybody, laughs> say that. <laughs> but everybody got everybody gets so pissed because our pennies are worthless anyway. So that is really, true. Who cares? Are they the same value? No. What's the value of a Canadian penny? It's slightly more than the U.S. penny. So but, you're not. But you're it's not. But money. it is not a. Uh, it's not a, an exchangeable. But our proximity here, you could just go over there and to use my penny. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, because it's funny because somewhere <laughs> along the line, a Canadian probably was like <laughs> getting one over on the United States and he paid with a penny. I wonder how many U.S. pennies are over there. That's a good question. We have prob- to talk, we'll have to talk to a Canadian and ask him. Someone find me a but Canadian. It's, but it's pretty cool. You get the you get queen you get the the queen on the one end, yeah, and you get you the maple leaf that. on the other. It's kind of neat. Oh my word! Uh, number two, number two, number two. The dime. Dime is on is high up there on my list. The, I want to know why. The dime is cool because it's a little bit heavier than what it seems like it should be. <laughs> Pennies nowadays, like. They're not really even copper anymore. Yeah. Pennies are so super light. Nickels are worthless because they're big and they're only five I cents. I hate nickels. A nickel dude. is serves no pers- purpose. What about the it's nickel arcade? It's essentially a penny. The nickel arcade. The dime. Yeah. Is small. Yeah. And it's worth ten pennies or two nickels. Mm. It's smaller than both a nickel and a penny, <laughs> but yet it's worth significantly more. The dime is a perfect coin. Coin. Why is it number two? Because the buffalo nickel is the best of the. Maybe coins. that's what I was thinking of. Because you get the buffalo nickel. Yes. It's only it's a nickel. Yeah. But it always comes in a super cool commemorative like plaque box. No. Not Nobody always. has that. I do. So when I give you change back, I have to put that nickel into a commemorative. Yeah, Casing? I don't know. I always got these like as part of like my Christmas gifts from my grandparents who were uh-huh. from North Dakota because the buffalo is a big thing uh, in North Dakota. Okay. I always got like these weird commemorative buffalo nickel like booklets. And that it was the weirdest thing. for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Were you stoked? I don't know. I just always kept them. You so know I, what? I so think the, dime should be number one. But the buffalo nickel uh-huh. is such a. It's cool because it's a buffalo nickel. Is it worth five cents? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's just, it's the buffalo nickel. Name name me a cooler sounding coin than the buffalo nickel. The dime. It's only cool because, it's only cool because it's the buffalo nickel. Yeah, nickel is. Say it with me, Jeff. The buffalo Buffalo nickel. nickel. It's a cool ass. I think nickel is the coolest part of it. Coins in general are outdated. We either pay with cash or we pay with card. Nobody pays with, nobody pays with coins. Seattle. Hawaii, nothing but cards the yes, whole time. Exactly. So, coins are on their way out, which mm, is really sad because rest coins, in peace, coins. coins were like the first way that humans actually mo- had a monetization because yeah. it was like a precious metal mm. made into a coin. Now it's it just value. now it's just a relic of a bygone era, mm. which is why I'm not. I don't really take much store in in coins, but the buffalo nickel. Mm. It's really cool. I can't get on board with the Buffalo well, Nickel. It's not your list. It's a nickel. Whatever. And nickels are the worst. <laughs> but I also, what I love about dimes, real quick, is the edges. Mm. They're always like, you know, nickels are- very, They're always very edgy. Yeah, but the nickels are smooth. Disgusting. Yeah. Dime has the perfect edge in all the coins. The one cool thing about a quarter is that it's really good for spitting. You mm. want to spit like a top. Do you ever catch it? Sometimes. Yeah, okay. I do try to do that. Okay. Are we gonna do you another? Do do that? Are we gonna do another one? I mean, that's up to you. This is this is uh, Jeff Lopez presents Jake's top five. We'll do one more. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do dance moves or top letters? Let's do top dance, top five dance moves. Dance moves. Uh, number five. Yes. The Dougie. Okay. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to. Yeah, yeah. Teach me how to Dougie. You know, all the girls love me. Yeah, do it real quick. No. 
Okay. I don't dance, but I do like the Dougie. You do like to wash the Dougie. Well, the Dougie was big when I graduated high school, uh-huh. and a bunch of douches always did. They did the Dougie going across. How is that on your top five then? Because it's still a cool dance. Oh, okay. I, I wish that I was cool enough to do the Dougie. The Harlem Shake was what was hot during ours, like my the grade. Harlem sh- no. You're not not the Miami one where the bah, 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 and they're all mm-hmm. dancing. You yeah. know the Harlem Shake where yeah. they're grabbing their shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you or the Crip Walk, dude? They did that too. <laughs> I don't know that one. You don't. That's a dance move. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't know that one? <laughs> Top five. You know the, easily. the the pop lock and drop it. Yeah, yeah. Is that a, is that the Crip Walk? No. Oh, okay. Number four. Uh huh. The Superman. Made famous oh, by Soldier yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gross, dude. What about like the starting the lawnmower? Wow. Or... Oh, okay. That's dumb, dude. <laughs> Which okay? The lawnmower. <laughs> you are far more likely to do that move than Sprinkler. anything you've named yet. Sprinkler. Yes. Get out of here. Okay, number three. Uh, the whip. Which one's that? Now watch me whip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Dude, the whip, so cool. When someone can actually do it, not me. Yeah. The whip, super Good. fun. Did you watch Dancing with the Stars? You know the answer to this question. No, I just, I really forgot. A lot like how I forgot, man, who did I take that class with? You know I watched Dancing with the Stars <laughs> religiously for like the first five or six seasons. Because I appreciate good dancers. But that show might have some good dancers. But otherwise, you're watching a bunch of B celebrities try to dance. Yeah, it's hard to watch a lot of times. And you like it? I liked it because I had a crush on Julianne Huff. Oh, what about her brother? Did not have a crush on him. This is where I put my guitar pick sometimes at practice. (laughs) I'm not even joking. (laughs) On your forehead? (laughs) Okay. So, what was that one? Whip? The whip. The whip. Yep. So, I mean, it's cool when someone can actually do the whip. I it's cool when anyone the moon. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. I don't want to say any names that maybe you're on your list. No, the moon. The moonwalk is not on my Dude, list. Dude, get the hell out of here! I don't think the moonwalk is that cool. If okay, go ahead. The Running Man. I like that one. I like that one, but that's on. That is on par with. The grocery shopping and starting the lawnmower and the sprinkler. The Running Man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have you ever seen Running you know, Man? You know who does the Running Man is Ooh. like Will Smith. Yeah. You know, Will Smith is not doing the lawnmower. The Wh- lawnmower is the shit that like uh, your grandma does at church. My grandma doesn't go to church. I'm not talking about your grandma. I'm just talking oh. about the royal your here. <laughs> um. The. The running man. Is it okay, because okay, of Will look, Smith? Look, 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 look. You're trying to be like the dance moves. It's like what super like nerdy white kids do at summer camp when there when there is no, 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 some no. like the the nope. appro- the appropriate hip hop, which is usually like five or six old five or six years old by the time that white parents allow their young kids to listen to black uh-huh, music. Uh huh. The is like uh, the the sprinkler yes. or the um, the lawnmower, the Albert Brenneman from Hitch style dancing. Get the hell out of here! None of that is oh, cool. Albert it's Brenneman. all it's all lame. Um, the Carlton, the Carlton. Yeah, you're talking I mean, about the Running Man. I mean, if we're gonna go with yeah, like nostalgic kind of nerdy dance moves, that's what they are. 
Everything Dude, you no, named? like heavy. You're talking about like you remember the show Heavyweights, the movie? Yes. Yes. With uh, John Candy, is that John no, Candy? No, no, it's not. Uh, I we've can't remember this, the actor's we've name. Had yes, this argument. Already. I can't remember the actor's name, but I just started it like a week, a few weeks ago, and didn't finish it because that's how I okay, roll. Okay, so you know how the the kids go like, to the, the dance heavy, with the, the girls. Dance with the girls. Yes. And um, when they finally start dancing, they start pulling out those stupid dance moves. Yes. Like the the little the box. Head. Oh, dude, uh, what's it called? Night at the Roxbury. Amazing. When they're doing the face in the car, the invoke dance, and they breaks the window, genius. I mean, there is something cool about the head bob. Yeah. Okay, but every every point you're making about these corny dance moves, they're corny, but they're classic. They're not. I do the moves not, you're stop do- talking about classic. <laughs> they're just. It classic. takes actual rhythm and athleticism to actually pull off. The whip. The top four. Make it yes. Look good. But those are the moves that kids were trying to do. At fat camp to impress the girls. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. I see. I saw a video the other day of, of a, a fat white kid trying no, to do the whip. A line of people, a bunch of like teens, doing the whip nene one. Uh huh. And it said these kids are definitely Christians. <laughs> What's the subtitle? <laughs> the comments were just malicious, and I'm just like, As they should be. What? But how is that what you... They were terrible, right? The, of course, the moves were just, like, stiff and, like, awkward. And I mean, I'll give you, like, when, West when Virginians, can, maybe. When people can actually pull them off, those are cool dances. I bet you if you saw, a, a like, a talented dancer do every move I, I just named, you'd be impressed. No. The lawnmower? Yeah! Why are you keep trying to sell me on the lawnmower? Because I think it's underrated. It's a classic. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> the line dance. What is the line dance? Like 90s country. Oh, my God. I think line dancing is actually really cool. Have you done it? No. Oh, you haven't? Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was a yes. I don't dance. It's just synchronized dancing. It's the end of every movie that you hate. No. What's cool about line dancing? Tell me, please. Is that it's synchronized? Like every movie you hate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, oh. What? Come on, let's hear it. But that's scripted. I mean, they're scripted dance moves, dude. Yes, but that's like trying to make you feel good. Like, yeah, I, I hate, yeah. Keep going. You're proving no, my point. I hate the. <laughs> no, no, there is a difference. I do not like. Okay, you play me some Garth. You put some Garth Brooks yeah. on the jukebox, yeah. and you break into a line dance. That's pretty cool. It sounds like it's what's expected, and it makes everybody feel good, and it's just the perfect way to close out All a right, movie. If you I don't mean, night. think that it's cool, watch the music video to Alan Jackson's No, good I'm not time. doing that. I know you're not going to, but to the <laughs> listeners, yes. Alan Jackson's Good Time music, the music video to the song good time and you will think that line dancing is pretty cool for a white guy mm, okay a g with an o a g what? an o with a d a t with an i an m with an e that spells good time no we're having a good time all right bye guys <laughs> this was jeff lopez presents jake's top five a G with an O, an O with a D, a T with an I, and then with a E. That spells good time. We're having a good time.
Keep bye. going. No, we're, that's it. That's all I can remember. What? That's all I can remember. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hope you enjoyed it. Love you. Uh, send Jake ideas, but only if you share. Otherwise, no. Donate to Hawaii and go see Barbie because it was amazing. Bye. Yeah, I've been working all week and I'm tired. I don't want to sleep and I want to have fun. It's time for a good time. I'll send it over to my colleague in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where the world's longest line dance continues.